outbound ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. Today I chat with an acquaintance whom I believe is becoming a friend. His name is Peter. I find his story about contact with his higher power fascinating. This is a long episode, so I'm not going to waste any time before jumping into it. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There is also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on The First Layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life and Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage. It costs 300 rand without postage. Order from me directly on any of my social media platforms. This is Peter's story. Sit back and enjoy. Okay, Peter, it's good me. evening. Welcome to Meet Me in the Field. Thanks, Freddie. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for agreeing so rapidly. When you sent me the invite, you know, I didn't really know what this podcast would involve. And it's something that I discussed with a friend today. It's this, I don't know, it's this unfounded, um, I don't know, not fear, or but, but reluctance to do in I, I was under the impression there would be some audio, uh, some visual with this ah. as well, and not just audio. Yeah. When I got your, your message, and then I actually, you know, just said, oh, just sit on that, um, and, you know, make a decision, and then the next morning, I said, you know, I saw this. If, it, if, if there is like a, a video part of it, yeah. um, it's fine, do it, you know, to address it. What, why? And then you said it's only audio. So that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> because a friend of ours does the, audio, the visual as well. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But it's, it's I, I don't know, it's just, I, I think the last time I, I did something in front of a lot of people, you know, except for maybe sharing in my 12 step program, um, was a play, a school play that I did oh, when I was in primary school. Oh my God. And I was petrified. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and then also with the nature of, you know, social media nowadays. I mean, there is something to be said with that. I think it was also for, for a large part of my life um, when I was, especially when I was in active addiction, I, 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 you know, for a very long time, I didn't even have a bank account. Um, it was this whole, I don't know, and, and I mean, there is some truth in it, this whole fear of this, of the man. Oh, yeah. um, you know, so... Uh, my sort of um, digital footprint is very small. Okay. <laughs> and to this day, you know, I don't know. It's it's I I, I try and keep it small, and I, I I stand myself amazed with you know the newer generations, you know, where everything is yeah. you know being posted and it's out there, you know, yeah. for the rest of the world. How old are you? I'm forty five. Forty five. Okay, so you very much the same age as Yaku. Yeah. I'm a bit yes. a few, few years ahead of you. Yeah. So. You are from Stellenbosch. Yep. The bastion of an Afrikaner dom. You are, you are Afrikaans. I am Afrikaans. Okay, cool. so, so listeners, please excuse the Afrikaans accents. But apparently some of you find it sexy, so we're, we're okay with that. Absolutely. <laughs> apparently they found it a very you know, sexy accent. I don't know how that is. It must be something with Leo DiCaprio's uh, impression of it, which is actually not that bad. But it was um, Blood also, Diamond was the movie. Yeah, called, it yeah. was not South African, but... Uh, that, yeah, know, that was everything Rhodesian. Anyway, so, and you born and bred Stellenbosch? You um, I was actually born in the Eastern Cape, in a, oh. a little nest of delight. I was born in Jeffreys Bay. 
My mum was was uh, uh, born and bred in that part of the world, and uh, yeah, obviously swinging sixties. But she was never really part of that set. Okay. Um, there was a, a younger aunt that was full on into it, and to this day is you know raving uh, <laughs> maniac. Uh, <laughs> and I like her already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she's quite a handful. And uh, yeah, I met my father and uh, we lived there till I was three years old. And my, my father is born and bred Stellenbosch, okay. child of uh, immigrants. My grandfather and grandmother still came from the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. Great-grandmother was a, was quite an a interesting lady. She had a, a lace shop, I mean a Dutch oh, thing, wow. very into, the, yeah. into their lace. So in between the, the wars, uh, she had to go to Germany quite often to buy her lace for her business. And uh, yeah, she obviously saw the rise of you know like, uh, what was happening in, in Germany again. Yeah. And she came back and told her kids, whoa, you know, told all her children, um, uh, you, better, you better leave because there's another yeah. war coming yeah. and I don't think you know the Netherlands are yeah. going to be able to not get involved this time. She was so wise. Oh, and, wow. uh, and yeah, my grandfather and grandmother came to this country, got married. And so that Amazing, line, yeah. that line started. And uh, so yeah, they, my dad Thank was God not impressed that with generational it. wisdom to, to absolutely, to absolutely, because a lot of a lot of family uh, did stay behind, and it was interesting, you know. But quite a few lost their lives. It's uh, you Amazing, know, with yeah. you know, some of them being in the underground and just being yeah. in the wrong place at the wrong time. Wow. The bomb being dropped on them. Yeah. My father from Stellenbosch, he was never really into the, you know, like small drinking community with a fishing problem. That was pretty much what his <laughs> pay was. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and he was, that was not really his thing. So he got a very good do- uh, job down uh, um, Cape Town side, Stellenbosch. And uh, yeah, he took my mother there. Okay. And, uh, so you unfortunately left Jeffrey's Bay before the surfing started. Absolutely. Are you a surfer now? No. I'm an absolute, well, now, not so much, (laughs) but a water baby. But because of what my mother went through as a young person there, that is probably, you know, if I I really wanted to, I don't think they would have opposed me, but it was something that they said, you know, the whole surfing thing. It was a little bit different also back then, you know, because it was more of a culture. Now it's a full-on sport. So that's, you know, I, I did uh, scuba diving, you know, just like free diving, you know, everything else. Free diving? Oh, my word. Yeah, you know, not like deep, deep, okay. that type of thing, but, you know, the snorkels and things oh, okay, like that. Cool. And, you know, uh, harvesting lobsters and Ooh. palamoon, that type of thing. Yeah. But uh, obsessively so, especially in my last two years of school. Instead of but, studying, of course. It's amazing, <laughs> right? it's amazing how we can find anything. Absolutely. Or were you a good student or a dedicated student? T- terrible student, but I did have a, I did have a sort of a goal. I wanted to do get into nature conservation. Oh, wow. So my last two years of school, I actually did put a little bit of effort okay. in. Um, you know, my last year marks weren't brilliant, but I did manage to get myself into university. Cool. So there was some nature conservation. Yes. Yeah, it was actually quite interesting. I mean, my uh, math was the big problem um, <laughs> <laughs> from, a, from quite early, yeah. and uh, I had had a certain you know mark um, to to do the, the 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 pure bachelor's degree in science uh, to do go into nature conservation and I, I didn't achieve that math mark so I can remember so you need maths for nature conservation oh yes because I mean your first year is uh, you know in, a, in a, it's pure science it's, uh, statistics and maths or calculus so it's it's you know that the course starts in the first year and then going over to the second year it's 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 pure academic and math is huge in it I'm sorry the way I look at it I think you need a heart and my and my experience is that mathemat- mathematicians don't have hearts <laughs> <laughs> 
true, true, true. No, absolutely. But I, I think the, uh, I, I think the, you know, but it is. I, I think it's sort of there is a lot of investigate, and you have to accumulate data and sort of work that so data. So the, 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 the maths teaches you a way of thinking that you will need in your, you know, science. Very systematic, scientific yeah. way of thinking, yeah. and. I, I couldn't get that mark, and I can remember, you know, oh, so nice. excited getting it, and, and I did really well. I exceeded that mark, and, and when the report actually came, I, I mean, I didn't make it. I was actually I was oh, like no. a 60, 17 year old at the time, and I mean, I was crying my eyes out. Yeah. Um, I was so upset, but you know, other opportunities presented itself. I mean, I still had to to go to the army. And, uh, oh, oh yes. Yeah, I was I was pretty much the last 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 one. So we were uh, we were there at the same time. I went in on two years. Yeah. And did an, a year and a half. It got reduced while I was there. Okay. I yeah. was the did, year. Did you go in on one year? So I, I think if you if you didn't pitch up, you know, they wouldn't have pursued you. Yeah. I mean, I went in in the January of 92. Okay. So the idea was then to sort of, oh, to, uh, thinking back on it now, it's just like completely ludicrous to actually come back and then rewrite it. I got permission, the army did okay. send me down, but I mean, I never had any time to study. So, yeah. so I mean, it was a dismal failure, but I eventually uh, ended up at university by doing forestry. Oh, cool. You know, on the, under the guise of, you know, the forestry, and then you'd start doing the nature conservation yeah. subjects in your third oh, year. Oh, awesome. But, uh, but uh, I started started doing drugs in my, my first year, and uh, oh, I, I, I so, barely so made it to my sixth changed quite... Absolutely. I, th I think also, you know, the experience that I had in the, in the, in, in the army sort of... Um, I don't know. It, it, it was really hard for, for for me to go back to a, a student life. Um, is it? Yeah. Were you frontline? Well, did, did you still go to the border in those? No, days? No, 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 no. It was so, uh, so you didn't see all that gory shit. I, the thing is, it's it's that's where I'm going to backtrack it. But they, that's a, a common thread that's run through my life, and I think that has led to my spiritual disease, and then also. You know, uh, uh, my drug taking was a, a theme of disappointment. Okay. Uh, you know, it's. I mean, you know what it was in this country. Uh, very nationalistic. There was an added thing with me as I mean, was a, a interest in military things from a very early age. I.e., planes, tanks. I mean, the little model airplanes and the little army men, and that sort of persisted. Okay. But, but then added, you know, all the propaganda. I mean, when when it when it, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's just the, just, the, the red danger, the, the red gefaar. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, it's it's you know, looking on it now, and I mean, I'm going to get to that, it, it was a massive, massive source of resentment, as mean, what the hell yeah. did they do to us, and that's Absolutely. also manifesting sort of in my my current position, you know, is that, I mean, it's a complete uh, distrust of politics and politicians, and, you know, I, I, I read a lot uh, history, I mean, you know, it's unbelievable, I was so disappointed afterwards but but also during it but i wanted to go i was ready to go you know and and i mean this our, our border war was sort of over by that time yeah. but i mean it was was in in 90 i mean that that early 90s yeah. it was terrible things happening in this country you know it, i think it was still the state of emergency mm -hmm. so Pretty much what, what happened is, you know, I didn't realize when they asked us to deploy, but I mean, that was the whole idea of going to the army. It's not to hang around a base and train no. other people, it's to actually, you know, make use of these skills that we were taught. But what, you know, where I ended up was uh, was in Alexandra Township and oh Soweto during that time. 
and um, those were the time of the unrests and terrible, oh, terrible. No you know, it was, it was, it was. So that's as bad as war because you, you, you see the blood, you see Absolutely. the guts, you and, see the, oh, the torture, you see the hurt, terrible, the, 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 the despair. It the was terrible. It's, I mean, I turned eighteen in the army, so you know, I was just uh, eighteen year old, you are and so it was just, not. I'm actually starting to only work on that now. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to find the words here. And the, what I find the worst about this, Peter, is that then, so in your case, you go into a township, you're exposed to all this to, to this most atrocious human right abuses and, and, and hurt and all those type of things. And then one day they give you a piece of paper and say, you're finished, thank you. Thank you very much, you got to go. And aren't you going to the world? No debriefing, no therapy, no fuck. Nothing, yeah. nothing. Post-traumatic stress, yes. you know, it's, we, we only, there is an added when you see, j- just to, to, to sort of paint the picture, uh, you know, political change was happening, you know, the two big political parties, uh, ANC and Encarta Freedom Party, knew that they were going to be in power, but there was yeah. a power struggle between, yeah. you know, those two parties, and that's what it was also, the, the violence was there. Our role at that time was to literally, when these factions were fighting to, and we literally, while they're shooting at each other with our, our armored vehicles, to drive into oh the middle God. and to keep the Disperse people apart. Them, yeah. Yes. Um, our, our main other task was to uh, guard police because I mean in certain of these areas I mean social uh, services was broken down completely yeah. if, uh, if the fire brigade went in to put a fire the people attacked the yeah. fire engines and the police went in I mean so we literally they conducted a search but we cordoned off the area and protected okay, the police yeah. so that they could do well. their job so but just the so it had it, it didn't go as far as let's say we we had one or two members shot but I mean it was just grazers and flesh wounds where you know I think it's in, in a, in a for <laughs> oh, <I don't laughs> no, they were shot but they were okay yes, but, but that's the, my, the desensitization that that's happens. the bottom line you know it's, I mean I, I can remember and I mean it, 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 I'm getting goosebumps just saying it now where there's a person that was you know like they used to do this whole necklace type thing where there's a, a person that's burning and I'm actually standing looking at this you know the third or fourth or tenth one I can't yeah. remember that I've seen I'm standing you know upwind but I'm actually eating something while I'm, I'm looking at this oh my and God. it happened like that within a couple of months I was yeah. so desensitized, desensitized to, yeah. to, to to first of all what I saw oh visually and and you know it's also I mean the smell is just yeah. atrocious I can't I, you know and, and, and at the time I never realized that because I didn't really have any a latent how can I say it didn't manifest necessarily um, only one incident the first year after I left there I went to watch uh, Natural Born Killers oh. you know that's a you know it's an ultra violent movie yeah. there, there was a, a reaction um, you know well, that, that my girlfriend at the time said yeah I just woke up in the night screaming but that was the only something the biggest overall thing when I'm only starting to look at that now and that trauma that that caused because it's so deep down yeah you know, it's it's so so deep down, but it, it biggest result of it was a disappointment in this country, okay, disappointment yeah. in the system, because you know it was. You mentioned Stellenbosch, and I mean it's it is the bastion, you know, of, of yeah. economy, but it's a little bubble, you know, it's a little bubble, and consciously, you know, we we try and you know it was a conscious. So suddenly, it's a little big-eyed boy, and you know. You couldn't really get two opposites, you know. Yeah. So, 
absolute disappointment Freaky. in yeah. the country in even the way that the army was run because yeah. I was always led to believe it's this highly yeah. oiled professional <laughs> machine they're a bunch of drunks abuse with the permanent force <laughs> members I mean it was yeah. it was it was atrocious how did, how did you feel when you learned that as children we've been lied to by the government so much okay, so that I would never I don't to this day not that I'm disloyal to my country I love my country but there was I really feel duped by the first one, and that's a unique situation in this country where you've actually, you had a national flag and you had a national anthem and now you have a second one um, and a second flag and you have to sort of, and I, I'm not disloyal to my country. I love my country and, and, and the way that it's going now, it's it's wonderful. I mean, we've got our problems, but I mean, it was a massive revolution, yeah. you know, it's, and, and that it actually, you know, went with so little bloodshed yes. compared to the rest of Africa. Yeah. It's a bloody miracle. The rest of the world. The rest of the world, yes. There is still a deep-seated mistrust. It, it was that disappointment. And like I said, even in my further life, you know, it was a, a disappointment in, to a large extent, also with my teachers. Okay. And, and, and the Westminster Stoic, you know, save the rod, spoil the child type thing. Mm. Because there was something that, and we might touch on that later, uh, non-disruptive ADHD was okay. never, and that was a, was a big ah. part of my my active addiction. Okay. Also, um, you know, I got I got I got into trouble at school quite a bit. I wasn't the hyperactive one. I was a little dreamer, okay. and you know, also there it was also so disappointment, 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 and you know, it's it, and there was a there was a, a, a quite a profound disappointment in you know this. If you just the, it was so veneered over and so much propaganda, yeah. but at the end of the day, that I that I do find it hard at manifest today. That I'm also you know I'm I don't really partake in political things. Okay. Uh, you know it's it's it, uh, I don't know. I it's just I don't really care about politics. You know I read enough about it. Um, I'm I'm quite well informed. I think the system. I mean. Uh, uh, Democracy, yeah, it's a, we're only using democracy because we don't have a better system. Yeah, to quote Winston Churchill, it's the lesser <laughs> of the evils. Um, there is no perfect system, yeah. but it's you know it's 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 a bloody farce. I mean, and and it, but it is sort of leaving. I don't want to go too much into politics, yeah. but it, it is pretty much reaching a crescendo because I mean you know we are used to you know banana republic type of politicians. Yeah. You know, in Africa, it's just completely ludicrous. But I think the people in the United States are also now starting to see how you know how absolutely you know we're living in fascinating times we are really really living in fascinating times absolutely i i do think you know it's 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 not to sound like a prophet of doom but it is the end of days with a certain consciousness Mm. um it is the 12th hour you know it's 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 the the planet is in serious trouble you know i mean it's it's just our our our, our complete spirituality is completely off kilter. We are so out of touch with nature, mm. first of all, um, you know, and consumerism and all of this, and completely out of touch with ourselves. Very, very true. So you grew up, I'm going to say the word obviously, in a Christian household. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's reformed neither that's But uh, that's also an interesting dynamic. So um, my on my mother's side, yeah, um, South African, many gen- generations. It's a, a, a great 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 grandfather came here, you know, uh, Dutch 
East India Times. Uh, but on father's side, it's quite interesting. And I mean, it's normally the male that is, you know, that determines, uh, you know, the, the religion. That, mm. you know. But my, my grandfather was Protestant and my grandmother was Catholic. Oh, my so, so, so when they actually came to South Africa, you know, it was uh, no religion. Um, you know, it's a sort of, and because they were immigrants, it was sort of tolerated in the neighborhood. Um, you know, like, <laughs> they were already weird. So. They were already, you know, they were already, you know, yeah. being Dutch, you sort of accepted because, you know, you know, the, 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 some of our forefathers, <laughs> you know, from, from, from the Afrikaner people was, was Dutch. So, but my grandfather would be working in his garage um, on a Sunday, you know, building something. He was sort of a mechanical uh, type guy. And, uh, and, and the Dumini would walk past. And he says, oh, hello, Pete, uh, working on a Sunday, I see. And my the top of his Dutch uh, grandmother she's looking. Oh yeah, you too. <laughs> but I understand that type of thing. So there yeah. is no real religion. I think my dad went to Sunday school. Okay. You know this whole thing. It was the same for us. Uh, okay. You know, it's it's it wasn't really forced okay. down our throats. Okay. I sort of uh, we went every every Sunday. I, we had to go because it was like Sunday mornings. Um, I, it was. Uh, Sorry, mom and dad, but it's the time that my parents had sex when the two <laughs> boys were out the house. I, I, I think so. Uh, uh, but well, uh, we, was, we had to do it at some stage. Absolutely. I mean, they, <laughs> good for you, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> you go, boy. But we would we would dropped off, and I don't I don't I don't think in my whole time in Sunday school that my parents were even okay. in church. But, you know, if I wanted to, you know, bail out of it, it was not going to happen. Okay. We, we had to do it. And, yeah, you know, for me it was, there was something there. You know, my concept of God started very early on in my life. I was probably about five, five or six years old. An uncle that I loved very much passed away. And, you know, it's, I mean, obviously now a child in a household now where this is all, you know, it's like, I mean, the adults are in a state, you yeah. know, he, he died. Was he must have been young? Um, no, he, he it, it wasn't, it, it, I mean, we, Africans, we call everybody uncle, but it was actually my mother's uncle. Oh, okay, okay. But he was a, he was a, he was a, a quite a, quite a big figure in my life as well. Okay. And uh, he, he passed quite suddenly. And I can remember just crying and crying and crying and crying. And. You know, it's suddenly a voice, and there's more instances. And my 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 God manifests in such a profound way that it's an actual voice. And this voice asked me, "Why are you crying? Why are you crying?" And I can remember, like through the tears, to say, "Because I'm never gonna see him again." And then this voice said, "But so it's actually about you and how you're gonna feel." Yeah, yeah. Whoa. This is this is quite young. I might five, six, I can't remember yeah. exactly. And this voice answered back and said, So you crying because you're not gonna see him again, so you're actually quite selfish because you realise that he's in a much better place. He's with me. <laughs> oh wow. Stop stop crying. So that was sort of now when this whole God I always yeah. you know, it's like going to Sunday school, it's always there, and the singing, and it, there was always something there for me, that, especially the singing, um, you know, and, and also maybe the Dermony standing in front there with the spit flying out, it's a very <laughs> impressive, very impressive minister, old, very old school. You should and have seen, seen Peter's body language with a finger pointing, <laughs> because that's exactly the picture that that is. It's amazing. But I mean, yeah, just, you know, just proper, I don't know, just proper 
man of God, really. You know, well, you know, with uh, all the dogma, but that's what it is. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I never wanted to go. Like, still in my life, if there's anything that I even yeah. coming here tonight, there's a fleeting moment where I don't want to, you know, no, do what I'm supposed to yeah. do. But once I'm there, oh, I'm having a ball. So it was like that, and then you know. Then there was another instance, you know, of much older, 16, me and my friends, quite rebellious, and it's this hard rock m- music and metal music. My mom was also a rocker, you know, so it was Led Zeppelin, and, you know, my mom's quite, awesome. from a very early age. And then there was this individual at the time, it was big, but it was around about that time in this country with this whole Satanism and occultist thing, big thing. And there was this individual that used to go around the country, brings the music and plays it, and, you know, this is from the devil. And oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. you remember that individual? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to name any names, but it was it, 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 caused, it caused quite a stir. I mean, and obviously with the with the parents as well, my mom just said, you know, my, my, mom's, yeah. you know, my mom's view of the devil is, you know, I don't really believe in the devil, that type of thing. We, okay. we, we, don't, we don't give the devil too much scope you know when leave a hex he gets you know this is from the devil it's really you know you're going to focus on the you know negative negative all the time you know we don't we focus on life yeah anyway so 16 years old bloody hell, this guy was actually an, an evening service and this um, and this was my second profound uh, uh, spiritual experience at the time you know probably would have been yeah. classified as religious but anyway and this guy's playing all the music that I'm listening to. And, and, but, but, I mean, his presentation was, you will burn in hell. Yeah. You know? And I went home and I was, I was in a terrible state. But when I, I'm, you know, I'm 15, 16 years old. You know, I've, I've, and I can remember on Sunday evening, um, get to bed. And, I mean, I literally couldn't sleep. I mean, it was just as soon as I, I fell asleep, it was fire and brimstone. Fire and brimstone. Oh, Somewhere in the early, it was, and, and you know, I think sort of that was where I sort of made my cut with religion. Dogmatic. Afraid. Now, but but it is you, everything that you've now been kind of grown up with, and everything is now being put as you're going to burn in hell. It's fear. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm, I'm I am doing these things yeah. that this man is says is from the devil. Yeah. You know, so that means if and I mean I I, I didn't I didn't I didn't you know like confess and say oh I'm never going to listen to yeah. this I mean I was immediately sitting there being rebellious and saying, bloody hell this is what I listen to this is what I like I like yeah. the instruments I mean the, the whole satanic and the you know messages and all of that yeah. that's way over my head thank you for telling me you know now I'm actually going to check out the covers and look at the sixes and it was ludicrous I mean yeah. the man did more to promote occultism <laughs> than to you know to actually yeah, anyway. it so often happens with those type of things absolutely <laughs> I mean, good, yeah, good intentions, but anyway. So eventually, uh, three o'clock, managed to sort of like fall asleep, and you know, but it's it's still the dreams. It's just I can remember it so vividly, and the next moment it was it was like I mean I had speakers in my room. It was this like boom in my room, and it was a, a verse in the Bible. And I, I've mentioned the story before. Um, I should actually go and find that verse in the Bible again. Um, it was. Kom ons stop die dinge van die duister en begin met die dinge van die licht. Let's stop doing the things of darkness yeah. and start doing the things of light. Okay. It was the craziest thing. It was this 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 verse. I jumped out of bed, gripped the Bible because it's sort of still yeah. quite close proximity now. It's maybe a bit deeper. <laughs> Opened it to that verse and read that. Went to bed, slept like a baby. So that was also my higher power, my God, oh, telling me, "Listen, mate, just relax. I'm in control." Yeah. Um, so 
butted heads with them? Um, you know, you get sort of presented in the church. Um, I don't know, what's the English uh, term uh, for that? Uh, um, we get a, a confirmed. A confirmed. confirmed. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, major problem. Um, there was now that last year they start doing um, your whole uh, more intense. I can remember you know, there was there was actually uh, two Germanys uh, sort of rotating this group that they're grooming now for their last year. You had that little certificate thing and you pasted those little seals or things yeah. in it. So this is the last year now. We're preparing you now for adults. I think it's also what's the final year of school. Yeah. A lot more intense, little workbook that you work through, go through all the religions, Hinduism wrong, Muslim blah, blah, blah Buddhism blah, blah, wrong. And I'm just seeing a, a friend of mine, you know, it's just sort of halfway through that year, sort of told his parents, sod this, I'm done because this is yeah, it's BS. Yeah, his parents were quite free, free thinking and they and he didn't go back. So now I'm, I'm stuck there with my best mate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I, I don't agree with what they're saying and yeah. I'm constantly arguing with them because it, it was just something, you know, it was just, it just was fun fundamentally wrong standing there professing mm. that religions of other people is just basically sort of gives you a very superficial what it's about yeah. and then, but it's wrong I mean crap man anyway my big argument came with them I have an uncle that is gay and they mentioned or they sort of said at the time that you know gay this, people are going to burn in hell this gay religion isn't right it's <laughs> <laughs> curable Anyway, but now this, now we've moved, now we were really in the final sort of, I don't know, the, the, before the we now getting a... Final pale flock, flock. The, the final straight. Final straight, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we actually moved the, now from the, the little building next to the church and we're in this uh, area with this long wooden table and where all the deacons oh and people God. would sit. So we're sitting there now, this is about you, big, two, this three is big, weeks before yeah. we're being affirmed. So then they sit there. What do you think of gay? Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. And then, boo! And then it, and it just kicked off. And but I've got an uncle. I yeah. know him. I've known him. I love him. Yeah. Now, are you telling me my uncle's going to burn in hell? Massive argument. Um, sort of, you know, I mean, these are adult males. And, and I think, I don't know if the rest of the church people were sitting there, you know, what, what is it, the deacons and the, yeah. you know, this, that, and the other. I think but it, it, was, it, was, it was quite scrutinized. And uh, obviously intimidated me, you know, I, I sort of just, I can remember it, but it, I, I did really stand up for what I believed in, and I thought that was right. Mm-hmm. So when I got affirmed that day, now the whole church is sitting there with a couple of hundred people there, um, walking up now to the pew, and this is not going to happen. And, and Peter, um, uh, one of the little naughty ones. And I mean, I just, I was a really shy kid. You know, this has been completely yeah. red. Um, but I went and I did get my seal and I sat there and, you know, drank a little bit of wine and ate a little bit of bread. But I, At I least they did confirm you. They did. Yeah. Absolutely. For a minute I thought they were, they were going to say you can't. You can't. If they said uh, not, then that would have been that, a right as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... Now, can you imagine my situation yeah. where I, I know I'm gay and I'm being told... Week after week, this is wrong. This is going to burn in hell. You, you I cannot, I cannot, I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine. I mean, and this whole, it, it, while on the topic now, it's, it's what the hell has got the church to do who's in your bedroom? Does the church concern itself with who's in a heterosexual person's exactly, bedroom? Yeah. I mean, it's that ludicrous that the Indian church yeah. is still sitting and discussing it. I'm getting quite worked <laughs> up. Anyway. Again, the golden thread of disappointment. 
Okay. Yeah. This is my people. This is how my people yeah. live their spirituality. Now, I'm not anti-religion. I'm not at all any prayer is good. You know, but that dogma, that dogma, that fear-driven, mm. thou shall burn, come to me or yeah. thou shall burn. I mean, this, this, you know, somewhere along the line, that just didn't equate for me. Yeah. So, uh, never went back. You know, I should actually go check it out. But working a 12-step program, you know, my could possibly get something really out of it because I have probably become less rebellious to organized religion. And, uh, you know, if, if there's a vibe, there's a vibe. It has changed a lot yeah. also. My brother has been a couple of times. You know what happened for me is since being in a 12-step fellowship, is I could go to a church and I can take what I need and leave the rest. I, exactly what they teach us in 12 Thank you so much. I can listen to, to, to a message and, and I can extract the type of spirituality that I can identify with and I ignore the rest. Absolutely. but And it's actually really liberating. Absolutely. Okay, so I, I can do this. I, I, can, I, I can really kind of be here without being freaked out. Because the first time I went, I, was, I thought I was going to freak out. It wasn't. It was kind of. It was open-mindedness. Listen, Absolutely. say what you need, and and. But but coming from a background, not not being a practicing Christian in the strictest sense of the word, to tell you the honest truth, when I started working uh, a twelve-step program in the first couple of meetings, it was it dawned on me pretty much quite early on uh, that if Jesus was around. In the flesh now, most probably the place where you would find him wasn't in an AA or NA meeting <laughs> because he loved to hang out with the prostitutes exactly. and the people that were doing wrong. Yeah. You know, we should actually keep quiet about that because in the beginning, when I don't think I progressed so much necessarily in a in a in a in a spiritual way, there was still this 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 leftover religious sort of view on mm. spirituality. Uh, you know, it was it was quite profound. I was, you know, if 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 he could have chosen to be anywhere yeah. you know you most probably would be here that's yeah. great you know? was that difficult for you coming into recovery and reading the 12 steps and seeing the word god 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 no, god so didn't freak you no, out at all n- not at all the god presence has always been there okay yeah because you you now have this understanding of this what i'm hearing nearly from from you is is that kind of the voice you heard as a five six year old that sounds like a very fatherly caring voice this verse that came to you was kind of you know don't worry so you've got this god concept of don't worry i've got you i'm your father it, it's okay and it's normally and there's another one a pa- parable okay <laughs> first serious girlfriend i mean this was what i was uh, first year of varsity. I mean, also the 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 the, the substance thing started with her. Uh, she went to school in the states, uh, New York. Very wise. Oh, I mean, I love this girl. She's beautiful, and uh, it sort of came to an end, and it came to an end abr- quite abruptly. And I was uh, completely, completely distraught. Shocked. Um, I mean, the only thing I could think of was to to actually go to my mother's house. And I went and up to my mom and I mean, I'm bawling my eyes out. It's finished. She's left me, um, you know. And my mother obviously looked at me and said, you know, everybody's got to go through this. And she just said, you know what? Just pray. It's so strange. My mother never ever said that before. So the first time she said, just pray. Oh, okay. Anyway, and uh, I went uh, 
for a nice long walk and while I'm walking I mean I could literally not even drive my car to park at this little uh, parking space and then go for the walk um, I was so so distraught and I'm crying and I'm crying and I'm crying and I was re I really reached out to God which was different than the other two spiritual experiences I said God please and I mean heartbreak the first time it's a physical manifestation it literally felt like there was a, was a dagger in my heart yeah and um you know i mean it's it's, it's so intense that that emotional release i mean you, you're crying so much you actually get this pressure on oh, wow. I had this pressure on my head and i said god 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 please please just take it all away and it was like a, i don't know it was like you put a little effervescent tablet you know, in water and it's that that pain is like that tablet and it just went and then the water goes oh clear God. it was i mean i still missed her and i still had to deal with that emotion or, or, or the emotions of that for quite a long period after that but in that moment that intense pain left me like that and amazing so that was that that was sort of the oh, third, wow. third one yeah. sort of milestone so yeah, I don't know. It was just so it's for you, always been present. Yeah. You know? um, when I started working a recovery program, uh, you know, I was on my knees. I think that that was probably the scariest thing about it was the big dark hole without my God. So your addiction robbed you of that absolutely connection. That absolutely. Thing. In the beginning of my drug using, there was a there was a lot of psychedelics involved. It was sort of you know was sort of a, a, a it, it was a it, it was a I think after the disappointment of you know organized religion to then venture further and you know it was uh, psychedelic substances the Carlos Castaneda books all of that you know I, I mean it, it actually it's, all, it's a search it's a search yeah. yes um, it culminated in me you know thinking I was sort of a little bit of a shaman traveling around the world with dreadlocks down to here. Are you I was serious? The, yeah, I was, the, I, was the, I was the gemstone man. I know, I, I love the, the, the hippie side movement. I, I, full on, you wouldn't, I should actually show you a photograph. You for, the, for the listeners. <laughs> I love it, full on. If you look at this man now. <laughs> I can't picture this. Full on hippie. Oh my word. Yes, full on hippie. And that was always, that was a search, I think, I think it was peer pressure, it was just there, it was this individual, you know, it was very worldwide, you know, but it pretty much started off with psychedelic substances, you know, moving on to, you know, MDMA and ecstasy and that type of thing, mm. uh, you know, not, the, not, uh, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 the drug of but life. But <laughs> my drug of choice at the end of my addiction, you know, was cocaine. Yeah. And and if there is but one drug for me that detaches you from self, long term use and abuse is the drug of cocaine. It robs you of your soul completely. It robs you. It 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 really was a big black hole yeah i can um, identify with you that see completely. that's a, so that's oh. sort of where sort, sort of where did i so see that was always a spiritual problem yeah it was always a spiritual problem mm. in the beginning you know like for most of us it was probably beneficial you know even taking designer drugs um, when i was in london at the time and the club scene there it, it did really do a lot for me um you know although i the abuse started there already, excuse me, to actually open up. 
Yeah. You know, it's a, a, a being uh, under the influence of this. You know, seeing, seeing yeah. in this environment, you know, it was just I met the most amazing thing uh, people. You know, it's just like open chat. Da, 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 yeah. The next day, you know, I'll come down and in the week or whatever, when I was still a weekender, you know, I'll go back to my conservative work. Yeah. It's very important and just my little you know, antisocial behavior. But uh, but on the weekends. Ball of the ball, you know? <laughs> So, how did you end up in London? I dropped out of varsity okay. with 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 this first serious girlfriend. I mean, had nothing to do with her. I was just big man now. Now, woman on my side, and uh, not really interested in studying. You know, just that sort of petered up and yeah. started smoking a lot of weed as well to go to class, and uh, I failed. Okay. And uh, I failed at the end of my second year, and they said, "You know what? We don't, you don't, it's, uh, you know, we don't really want you." Back. Young man, you're not taking you this to, seriously. Will you please go? <laughs> so he's, he's, uh, you're taking up a space. Yeah, you know, <laughs> something that really wants to. That knows what they want to do. So I started working, and uh, yeah, it was sort of end of this relationship. And drug taking got um, worse. And I actually started getting involved with dealing for a while because it's just to supplement my income. Yeah. My dad sort of cut me off and but the deal was you study I'll support you you don't study you need to you know get your own yeah. pot going so uh, I sort of uh, ran out of uh, I would have been in more trouble in Stellenbosch um, in a small town uh, you know so an opportunity it was that two year working holiday yeah. visa that we could get back then and uh, I had a friend that was in the Netherlands at the time set up already with his family and uh, well, I sold everything I sold my car and I started this journey, and it, I mean, it started in in the Netherlands, and it sort of was supposed to then go to the UK and then get some money, and then we're going to start really going. We'll do India, and you know, we'll do yeah. we'll go South America, and it's big travel plans. Two years, London. I think I went to Brighton. Once. <laughs> <laughs> and that that was only to see Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> <laughs> I I had the Fat Boy Slim on Brighton Beach DVD. <laughs> There wasn't a party at, at Brighton. That was, I'm, I'm lying. I did a little bit more. Um, I, I did drive a little bit uh, in the south and north of London. But but pretty much, serious, I didn't see seriously, much. Seriously, not a hell of a lot of travel. Not, not. I mean, now, I mean, it's, it's. I was actually uh, wanting to go, but the weather's turned already. So I did two years there. Had a pretty good job working as a carpenter, good income. But I mean, I just spent everything on drugs. It was amazing. It just, you know, now I've, I've started traveling again. Um, but it's, it's completely completely sidetracked from the main mission you know yeah. it was just there i mean I, I i again then met up with another female she was actually a very good friend in south africa but she was uh, dating a uh, or with a, with another friend of ours and uh, yeah i got a call from her that she is coming to england and um, yeah can she come crash at my uh, pad for a while and uh, yeah so Lo and behold, two weeks, three weeks later, knock on the door. Here's this uh, female, and we had a very good like, friendship bond. And she's got a, like a bottle of Jack Daniels in the hand. I said, "Hello, here I am now." Ah. Okay, so we finished, clipped the bottle of Jack Daniels, boom, straight into bed, and it started from a from a purely platonical uh, relationship and turned into a sexual thing. And uh, yeah, it's just by that time I was single and celibate, uh, even while in. Uh, that whole time in, in England, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I never really slept around. That's just not really my thing. I did have a heavy petting, you know, girls or whatever that I would meet or whatever, but it wasn't even yeah. full on sex. 
but with this one it, it was because it was, I was why this time this is now a year or so in uh, you know hard partying hard working you know just that whole London type rat race mm-hmm. I'm very much caught into that out east you know we went to a high street uh, type we just couldn't afford it but so, so I was really started to get lonely okay. and here is something from two three years ago you know and suddenly it's a my dorm oh wonderful uh, we sort of that's when I, we drove around the world but well I remember it till the day I die it's just one morning she just I don't feel very well I've done, I've, she told me um, she sort of hung around uh, she wasn't really working she had a, a, a British passport so she, for her it was sort of it wasn't her first visit um, but she didn't really work and I didn't care I went to work you know I had the missus at home and this that and the other and it was really it was really great and as she just one morning I think about a month two months in, she really doesn't feel well maybe three months and I was still laughing she said oh I'm pregnant and uh, went off to work got back that evening and uh, yeah, the, you know, the missus is sitting there with a little thingamajiggy. She said, come, we've got to go into the bathroom because somebody's really not, I don't feel well. And I have been now for, you know, a couple of days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, and we did. And we stood in that little bathroom, in our little duplex house. And she put it in the pee and the lines was there, that the man in the omen. Oh my god. And it was a physical manifestation of how that bathroom just, they like, say, your world turns around <laughs> and your world, my world turned around. It was just like, whoa. Yeah. Oh my anyway, god. Anyway, so yeah, complete shock. Uh, found work the next day. Um, said, you know, I've got a bit of a personal crisis here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a week off. Okay, so now we're sitting there. Now it's, uh, I mean, we on a, we've got a good rhythm going here. Kids is the last thing that no. we want to do now. How but old are you now? 22, 23? No, yeah. No, I'm 25. 25, okay. 26. Yes, you know, I, to check this, actually, no, I need to actually take out a passport. To see <laughs> but anyway, but, but, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay. not 30, but 25, 26 okay. maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll try. But you're definitely not a child anymore. Uh, not a child anymore. So, I mean, this is, this is, this is even back then, you know, it was just being quite uh, heavily involved full-blown active addiction already yeah. really um you know this is this is an important decision because you know this this is still life yeah. uh, you know so from a from a from a spiritual point of view you know it's it you know not having this child was not really an option but then also i mean the the the, the selfish druggy this is my life type thing uh, you know it's sort of it wasn't really an option. Having this child is also it's, not, it's, it's not an option. So, but <laughs> Shit, yeah. obviously now this 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 is now you know this is adult stuff, um, and it took us a week to put on the big girl, big girl and big boy pants and now and deal with this. And, yeah. and, and absolutely, um, we have to make a decision on this. So let's try and stay. That was actually that was actually that was actually the most mature bloody thing I've actually even first mature <laughs> thing I've done in my life. We need to make an informed decision. So we went around and went to clinics and this that and the other and uh yeah and in the end we decided that we were not going to have that child okay. it was going to be an abortion sure i was what and that's where and that is probably the one event in my life that really really broke me but we'll get to that just now so i was such a 
weakling that I, after we've now got all the information, this is now decision time, yay or nay, I told this female that whatever you decide, yeah, little chicken shit, just, she's physically uh, carrying the child, whatever you decide, I will go with you, but rather not, that type of thing, you know, but yeah, the rather not was downplayed quite a bit. So we decided to 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 have this abortion, and I can tell you, uh, that place somewhere in London. I, I was in a complete daze going there. I can remember sitting there, and that smell, that smell was awful. And her going in, and I mean, it's just, there is a physical manifestation in a pregnant woman. It's quite early, but there is a manifestation, and then her coming out, and. The difference you know i mean she was obviously put under yeah. da, 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 da. Um, but it, it's 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 i think it was uh, was it the baby was still quite small but it doesn't matter just just and it's just, just i mean it's just i was right there very supportive um i mean it's just now we go back to this house that we were living in with the other individuals and i mean it's just clamped down yeah you know, my room closed door was going with these people you know anyway so we managed to sort of like deal with it there in that environment for another week or two and i just said yeah i saw this we need to get out of this country it's the middle of winter got on a plane and went to israel okay uh slept on the beach for about two weeks that's the where two the two of you just the two of us okay. i mean we were why israel um she met a lot of uh, people f from israel at that time it was this no this was post 2000 um, there was this big uh, solar eclipse festival with oh, all okay. these hippies and the travelers going around. <laughs> met a lot of people from Israel because they also all over the world except their own country because it's so <laughs> hardcore there. So slept on the beach uh, for a week and just I just said you know we just need to chill you know get out of dreary London and yeah. very tight amazing place you know a Sea of Galilee Kinneret the, all the like touristy things and yeah what I can say is there's a presence there in that country it's just unbelievable is it? I mean it is it is the place yeah. where Jesus walked it is a place where prophets walked it is a very very spiritual place um, except for all the other shenanigans that's going on but the earth there is sound and is blessed earth anyway so um, yeah I uh, had spent a couple of months there um, now picked up a bit of a chocha there, um, quite a heavy infection. Um, by that time, all my my travel insurance ran out. Long time ago, uh, spent all my emergency cash to get this sorted, um, and um, yeah, phoned my daddy and said, "I'm done after what three years of uh, I want to come home. Please, uh, okay. please uh, send me some money because I've had this medical." Thing and I, 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 I've spent all my money on that. I never asked for help or for anything. I'm so, so boom, you're back to South Africa with this female, and we just sort of um, we started a little business, business, yeah, a little okay. curio shop, um, selling crystal jewelry and jewelry and all this. Oh, that's where the crystals. Come. That's oh yes, oh, and cool. yeah, but that's something that I've retained. I still collect stones, but but it's uh, it was more for me from the geological part of it yeah. she brought in the more esoteric thing okay and, um yeah it's, there's many powers and energies that we don't know about i'm not gonna gonna say it uh, we might touch on that still as well married this girl out of guilt married this individual out of guilt my stance was sort of 
at the time, um, you know, if it wasn't the right time. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry for laughing, but <laughs> that, that came so out of left wing. It was gonna married this guy. That was the last thing I expected to hear. Oh, absolutely. And so I heard it, and I thought, did I hear this? Yeah. Should I? Re- I should react, <laughs> and because I couldn't react, I decided to laugh. <laughs> Well, to tell you the truth, that is that is now that is that is that is a typical typical reaction of a of a quite an immature uh, uh, drug addict. You know, it's relationships not it's not going well because I mean this 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 overriding um, uh, uh, motivator emotion for me is this sense of guilt yeah. of of what I facilitated uh, and what you know what happened to her, what I was party to yeah. and that she had to deal with it I mean I had to deal with it on a sort of a spiritual and emotional level as well but I mean it was her body yeah. anyway so yeah it's just things were a bit rocky uh, we sort of broke up also and I went on a, a tour around Namibia for a couple of weeks and then came back and we were sort of broken up and we decided to patch it up together and let's, yes, let's prop this relationship up with the wrong thing to do. <laughs> Let's get married. You know, that's going to give us some impetus. How many people make that, that decision? <laughs> it's eh? crazy. This is fucked up. Let's get married. Okay. Yeah, that's the right thing to you do. No, it's hindsight <laughs> is the best sign, but it is. Uh, you know, that, uh, I don't know. Anyway, so that only lasted a year. Um, in that period, it became one thing that was quite apparent during that time. And I in sort of thought that being married now would facilitate us actually discussing what happened to us because her reaction to it was to just clam up didn't happen we carry on with our lives whereas you know I sort of wanted to actually sort of on uh, any level deal with this but you had the need to actually process this prodded 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 a little bit prodded a little bit this is also now with a bit of hindsight looking prodded 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 in my you know in 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 my 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 simple way but it was just not going to happen and you know then i backed off okay well you know and uh yeah it's it's the only time that i got into a physical altercation with a female um it became that toxic during that period we were actually now married that it culminated in a New Year's party where I took an enormous amount of drugs. I'm aware. Um, or else fails to drugs. Just <laughs> so in general, during that phase, were you you guys doing drugs? We were drugs doing drugs together. Okay. Okay. I was, you know, chronically on a daily massive amounts of dope for instance not so much the hard stuff that was because we followed this festival thing around quite a bit so over the weekends you know um, a lot of ecstasy a lot of psychedelics and strong psychedelics Uh, we sort of you know we we went the whole hog We, we, we did it proper but this New Year's event it was sort of I sort of came to a conclusion that I do not love this individual but I resented myself so much for not loving her. Ah, somewhere, maybe in a state, maybe in a lucid moment, um, I did come to the conclusion that, you know, I can't, especially after this physical altercation, 
that you know I actually got into my car and said we're done and she pretty much dragged me out because I've always thought you know once once it starts becoming physical with a woman you know then it, then there's something seriously wrong and it's very toxic and about but anyway and uh, yeah we went to this New Year's party and I so it started off with extremely strong methamphetamine and uh, my friend actually gave me the stuff and said you know be very careful with this stuff i mean and i was still packing because it was a big boo-ha there was tents and uh, we were trading there big boo-ha and i mean this friend of mine helped me to pack this whole thing and we pretty much finished the stuff before we even arrived at this three-day festival oh, so i was i mean and that stuff is was so I took quite a bit of that, and the problem with that stuff is you don't really know how high you really are. Yeah. And then uh, also bought quite a lot of LSD, and it was so, so funny. So now it's, it's liquid stuff, and we've got a beer or something, and we buy six drops for the six individuals here. And he puts the six drops in the beer, and I'm holding the beer, and I get distracted, and I'm supposed to swirl to mix and then drink, yeah. and then we'll share the beer like that. And he dropped it in, and I never got distracted, never swirled to mix. Mix. So I went gluk. So everything was still at the top. So I took oh, quite a, I don't know how much, most of those of LSD. <laughs> As a result, that I can remember just before 12 o'clock, yeah, funky, very funky. It was an out of body experience just with this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 really, I really saw the aliens. It was that bad. It was like tier three hallucinations no fractals God. no sounds it was a physical manifestation of beings i hallucinated oh, that hard <gasps> and in that time i can remember sort of round about just before like new year's this friend of mine that was sort of my you know was riding shotgun for this whole party and this i think my wife went but before us they were there already um I just asked him, but where is X? And he looked at me and he said, she's exactly where she needs to be. What <laughs> are man? You know how I interpreted that? Yes, she's exactly where she needs to be and she's not with me. I'm okay. Oh, my God. You understand so what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just yeah, completely adult, but now it's, and now the dragon starts. You know? Well, it ended up me sort of telling her, I'm done while high i can't remember it's, oh it was a three-day you know it was a three-day I, I i i was three on day for three out of days. body experience three oh days way. um but, and somewhere in that period i said you know what i'm i'm done i'm not out now it's already all of that and i just can't sleep i'm coming down i didn't take any more i can remember sitting in our house and i had at that time quite an extensive wine collection really really good wine and i'd sit there and it's a huge wine glass it takes like half a bottle and and throw in oh, fill it up that's half a bottle down it put it down pretty much within a minute oh my minute God. and a half drinking a bottle of wine and just like a whoa and passing out and i mean i lost concept of time just waking up there you know, promptly or maybe maybe fifteen minutes. Oh, where the alcohol actually made my body pass out, but then but the then the other drugs would yeah. you know start. Oh my like, god! It's like really that. I'd ended up where for the first time in my life I actually thought of hurting myself, yeah. not to commit suicide, but just to make it stop. Yeah. To actually open something. I've I've gone through that as well, thinking that's when 
You know, in the old, old, old days, if people had headaches, they knocked a, a hole in the head so they could bleed it out. I, I had those experiences of drugs as well. Maybe I should cut myself to do so to to relieve the to, pressure. To, 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 to get this it out wasn't just, it was it was not suicidal. Yeah. Thought it was just no, I to wanted to bleed it out. But my my thing, thinking was, can you know, I could lose the blood? The shit will come out. You know? Now this is like day three in already. Oh my god! Where I'm, I'm, I mean, I have never consciously tried to meditate. Now I've and and that was the last straw where I actually went outside. Beautiful December. I can remember it, uh, well in January now already, where where I, I, I physical exercise. I, I went walking up Yonkersuk, but I mean I was in because I was living in Yonkersuk at the time. But I'm oh well, my perception on this like beast and the other people. This is now the, uh, the second or whatever people walking around with their families also going for I can on this shirt off <laughs> dripping off my face and. The, you know, this, this this father looking at me, and I said, oh, what the, what the, you know, I, I need to, and then the paranoia kicks in, and oh then back home, so I just, I was all over the place, you know, so, we actually lovely. went in the back, we had this beautiful garden, this place we were renting, and there was this huge stone, I actually sat there, and I never prayed, during the whole time, never prayed, I mean, you just can't, yeah. and sat there and tried to meditate, and while sitting there, and actually getting some sort of, just sort of like really, starting to come down now mm. for sleep um, actually thinking they, the idea came from relieve this pressure by bleeding out yeah. Yeah, out it needs to come out and uh, ooh, you just had a suicidal thought no 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 I love myself too much I love life too much hello mom uh, um, um, I've got a wee bit of a problem here. Uh, uh, I took too much drugs and I've been tripping for three days and I am thinking of maybe hurting myself. Could you come and pick me up? Mrs. Bugger off with the car. I'm sitting there in this little uh, house that we were renting in Yonkersuk. Um, and uh, yeah, my dad came to pick me up. The whole family pitched up. Because <laughs> they all over for Christmas and New Year. Oh my God. And my mom, I'm tripping balls still. Now I've got to... This is reality check. There's mom. There's little cousins. I mean, you've met Chad. And I'm still tripping balls. And it's sort of... They had suspicions at the time of what I got up to. But it was never asked about. And it's so... You know, ask no questions. You know, we don't talk that. about We don't it. talk about no. that. I'm busy reading a book by um, Desiree and Martin. We don't talk about it ever. And this is about her addiction history. And it's a memoir. She's been okay. for 15 years. Wow. She's a beautiful writer. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So I recommend, I recommend it. Absolutely. But, but yeah, we don't talk about it. We, we just... We, it was, we, we, we so don't, we now, don't deal with stuff. from vague suspicion, rather not know, <laughs> dealing with... Yeah, this is our only audio. They are dealing with this individual. And I can remember it was... Oh, it's like sources, jaws are short. Anyway. And I... Interesting enough, they actually, now I'm dying inside, I want to sleep now, and I sort of, I'm expecting them to, they were in a bit of a state of shock, but I can remember the other aunt that's maybe a bit wiser, looked at her sons and said, don't do drugs because of that. <laughs> well, I'm there. Right. Well, at least you served an example. Exactly. <laughs> F4, I'm dying here. What about me? Anyway, going down, GP that I've had since... Childhood. I'm sitting. I'm, my dad. I'm sitting in the car. I'm. I'm still as high as open kite. My father's just sitting here, and I mean, he's 
fearful because he doesn't know how to deal with this. Nothing said. Into the surgery. Uh, see my GP that I've known. Uh, what have you done? What, what, have, what have you taken? Everything. Yeah, so, obviously, I was never a big downer guy. Gave me three quite strong sleeping tablets. Yeah. So, I don't know what that was. Um, back home, now my mom's there. Okay, now, okay, so this, you've done it now. It's out in the open. These are the pills. And she gave me half a pill. And I sat, and I sat on my nice little couch in front of the TV. And I can just remember drinking the pill and suddenly getting this, like, dry in the mouth. And, oh, and I probably slept for 12 hours plus work up there. Then you had to face the music. I had to face the music. Um, sort of the New Year sort of started because, you know, it's just, we still had to go. By this time, I started working for my father's wealth family business. I can remember actually in that wall, it's still testament to that time that I built in our factory area and it's uh, a little bit skewed. And I'm quite a good bricklayer. Sort of, it's not what I really do, but it's, I, I know, and it's, and that I did. My brain was physically <laughs> torn apart. And I had to, I was like a child. I mean, I had to do this yeah. normal thing, but just taking responsibility and actually uh, attempting a task and completing it. And it was just like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. It. That was the common thread. Oh, that was the, you know, that, the theme that, you know, I, I, complete paranoia. It's paranoia. Yeah. And then losing, but with small things, you know, just it's small, small things. Just dry, driving to work. Oh, I can't. It was silly, but, but I mean, that's how Amazing, deeply I was yeah. shook by this experience. And uh, yeah, she was gone, uh, sort of had to deal with the fallout from that as well. We sat down, yes, how are we going to distribute the debt? Because that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> and she, she said, uh, okay, well, I'll get the ball rolling. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll uh, <coughs> divorce, start divorce proceedings, and you know, and it's, uh, I just, I received the papers, signed them, and the ball for lawyers you want to get the balls i'll get the ball rolling you pay for it and uh, yeah by that time the little business that we had was also quite in debt i think at that time it was about 60 70 000 oh. went to my father started working for him full time okay. okay so she buggered off i don't know where she went um i did not stay indoors summertime i didn't stay indoors in this little beautiful little cottage that we were renting at the time. Outside, brying, loads of brying, I can remember, completely by myself, went to work, sort of started putting the brain together a little bit again. A lot of beer and a lot of meat. But I didn't, I, I used the shower and the toilet inside because most of the stuff was still in there. It was just, I couldn't. And I can remember three weeks of doing this, just sitting outside saying, listen, mate, you... You're 30 years old, you've got a pretty good job, you've got money in the pocket, lo and behold, you're sitting here, you live in Stellenbosch, you know, get in your car and hit the town. Oh God. And I did, for five years. And yeah, it was just, that's, that, that led me to that last deep hole of addiction. So your first rock bottom led you to five years of further downward spiraling. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Um, very interesting that you actually define that as a rock bottom. It was, it was, it was, it was for me. Mm. But by that time, I think that, 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 that addictive, addictive part of my brain it was switched on so much. I mean, it's just total denial. I mean, it's just like, mm. I mean, excuse me, I overdosed. But, you know, I never, 
that it is is a problem or having to ask for help for yeah. this never featured because I was I, I was doing drugs. I've always thought that it's not the right thing because I could never trip. I could never face my parents. I never, I never, I never even went into the environment with any of my family members, even mildly intoxicated. You know, that was just separate from that. Yeah. I'd, uh, so you know, so the cat was pretty much out the bag. But I'd, I was a good boy, and I got a big fright. I didn't touch any hard stuff, not chemicals. Okay. For quite a while, even you're going out, yeah. loads of drinking. But then, obviously, you know, it's just and it sort of started again, started again, and yeah, for 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 about a five year period, it was just one big bloody party. Oh my God. Um, and it ended up, uh, it was it was it was uh, again some psychedelics, uh, designer drugs, and then one evening with. It, meeting the individuals like this, I, I can remember. Yeah, I, I was a weekender still for the first maybe like three years of that period, and then it just started. The drinking in the week started, you know, Wednesday or whatever, and then it ex escalated quite quickly. And, and and the cocaine thing started with, you know, the, the booze thing got quite bad. Waking up the next morning with the car idling in the driveway still, oh all the God. bloody doors open and the lights on. And I passed out and it's been idling there for, you know, for like for two, three hours. Good, 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 good. Um, insane things going on. Um, you know, that uh, I can remember so vividly. It's just like sitting with an individual, like three, four in the morning in some venue still. Um, I'm, 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 I'm capitulating, uh, ladies and gents. I've got to go home. Look, you can't drive like that. You're just drunk as a skunk. They're going to catch you. Have a, have a wee bit of this. Whoa! Thank you. No, but I have another beer if you don't mind. So let's. Mm. And it's, it's sort oh, of. I'm word, not. I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying that was. The, it was just. Hey, here we yeah. are now. This. This is good because this is not like LSD or ecstasy yeah. or any of the other things. There's no Lost. residual effects. Yeah. I can do quite a bit of this yeah. with my alcohol, which I love, and then sort of appear and in the beginning probably have some sort of normality yeah. the next day and then live that life. Yeah, tradesman got a working from dad, da, 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 da. and uh, yeah, and it just started escalating. So your story is very much the same as mine. There was a lot of other drugs, but the cocaine brought you to your knees very quickly. It was very rapid, very rapid. But there is a decline from there is yeah. now with how how the how the actual process started. Um, uh, uh, you know, was also quite interesting. So in the last. Six months probably. Luckily, still worked for my dad. I mean, I had if I could, so many. Um, it would have been funny if I kept in you know, where I was first written morning, second written morning. I mean, my parents in desperation trying to uh, do the legal thing with this wayward son of them. And I was like, yeah, well, you're gonna, you're gonna find me. You can't. Uh, I stole from the business. Um, you know, I, 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 it's an engineering business. I'll steal materials and do private jobs in the evenings. Uh, and it was always a lot well, of money. The money. I need the money because, yeah. and I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I had at that time, I had a, probably about twenty to twenty-five some months, depending on what I could steal. Also, about a thirty thousand rand. And this was a couple of years ago. Habit. A habit. And uh, completely unemployable the last six months. I just wouldn't pitch up at work. I wouldn't even phone him. I mean, I've got a bit of a stomach problem. But I, you know, it's just it's ludicrous thinking mm -hmm. of it now. But somewhere along the line, there was a heavy binge weekend. And sitting coming down on a Monday, 
went to work whole Monday, everybody's left already, sitting in my office. I was just asking, started asking the real questions. Why do I always do the cocaine thing? So the other things, you know, I just sort of, I, I couldn't really operate with taking ecstasy over the weekend mm. because I, my serotonin so low on a Monday. Yeah. The next weekend, yeah. you know, I, I don't really want this. Yeah. Uh, but the coke, no, there was none of that. I, I, I could party till, I could never in the work environment do that. I did that once. I just couldn't. I've got friends in recovery that, you know, this guy was an MD of a company and I'd sit at his desk and, and then do it in the office and the PA comes in, oh, you got, are you ready for your appointment? I could never. So that I was, was also... I was like that. Yeah, that's very scary. I would snuff off my desk. Yeah. I could not believe when my friend mm. told me that he could do that. I just So those that was the Jekyll and the Hyde and the two worlds. But sitting there on a Monday, coming down, feeling very sorry for myself, obviously all the fallout again, Dr. Google, why do I do cocaine? And... Uh, but people with adult attention deficit disorder self-medicate on cocaine. Okay, okay. so maybe, I mean, this now addict never even came into the picture that I have a serious problem, never even came into the picture. So this was sort of, ooh, okay, so this is the reason. And did a little, honestly, did a little uh, attention deficit disorder questionnaire. I mean, my mom always suspected it. And I can remember there's this little wheel at the bottom and it's green and yellow and a couple of colours and then it goes to red, red, red. And I was there, I was open, susceptible. I really wanted to get to the bottom of yeah. this. So I was honest with this questionnaire and it was in the red, in the red, oh, in well. the red. And I, okay, well there's something, yeah. Can find it in my parents. This is what I'm doing. Um, it's not alcohol, just alcohol. It is cocaine and it's a big problem. There's a problem, yeah. I think I'm deeper in, I need to get help. And oh, okay. there is a psychologist, quite close to here actually, that I started seeing. Brilliant. Sitting with him, first, doing first, now I'm already now looking at the medication for this. Um, the idea was to actually get professional help, get counselling, but there was then obviously with my research that evening and then a couple of next sessions after that self-study um, that there is medication for this. And uh, But I can't just get these pills over the counter and yeah, and I think I need, so it would be counselling and I need to get medicated for this. I think there must be something here. So I started seeing this guy, described the uh, concerta actually. And I can remember I've, I had a cousin that was sort of in the family setup in the business, I think. He was still at school at the time, because he's doing uh, holiday work with us that, uh, you know, was on Ritalin from a child. Um, and he was on Concerta um, at the time. And I can remember, you know, doing the counselling for a week or two and then sort of getting the script from this guy and then getting the pills. And I'm sitting with this, you know, tablets and I've never taken chronic medication for anything. I was actually quite anxious. I can remember this child telling me, you know, just don't find it. Like this sagely, it's like, what are you, what are you telling me now? You know what, I've got it up to, but it was quite, there was something there. Pit, don't fight this drug. It's my cousin. You know he's still alive. Anyway, I took this medication and I sat there and um, 
And so it's actually quite, was quite an emotional moment. And I'm sitting in front of my desk and it's actually cups and there's shit everywhere. And this drug started working and I started moving things around. This clearing my desk. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't conscious. Yeah. Just started I just started moving and I was sitting there. And I went down. My mother's a receptionist, secretary. And I said, I'm going out quickly. I'm going to go buy myself a diary. Just <laughs> my life. I just, I just, I just, <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Yeah. I was just sitting there. So I don't want to call myself a poster child for amphetamine-based medication for people with that, but it was a profound... It changed moment. your life. Changed my life. Uh, for somebody that had air traffic control with thousands, thousands, hundreds, I know, possibly thousands of aeroplanes circling and not being able to land one single one during my whole schooling, through the whole of varsity, <laughs> where that yeah. was now mostly required, and then being being in a business that also required a certain, or quite a large amount of, amazing. Oh, well. So that started, but while being on this medication for a week or two and having these profound insights, then started, I mean, the drinking was, the alcohol was still there, going out, uh, oh, I can't do the hard stuff, actually going out with these mates, those those people from that time and uh, actually buying cocaine and giving it to them sitting in a car and they doing it and not doing it thinking, I don't want to do this I'm, I'm fine I'm fine I mean I, I did that maybe once twice third time oh you know what bugger it come on but now I'm already with this guy because it, it is it is panic stations now folks are involved um, I think the business actually paying for the sessions of okay. something like four or five hundred rounds around a session already started relapsed his sort of approach was not 12 step based it was sort of treating everything else yeah. I mean being an addict and never really came into it wasn't stated it yeah. wasn't I don't know what model that is but it, it is a model and I and we did good work for that two or three weeks or the month that I was actually with him but uh, I just started using again and but now I think the hamster sort of started running already you know this is something's we're getting to the end of something. So from then, a, a, a little bit of a, a sobriety stint um, and the medications there, I mean, things have changed profoundly at work. But now, um, by this time, I already still stopped with the dope for a couple of months. I really had a bit of a paranoid episode and, uh, you know, started shaking while driving because there's, oh a, God. Yeah, there's a police car next to me. And I, and I said, and I mean, I smoked copious amounts of dacha. I just freaked. I got a complete paro and just... Stopped. Oh. That was that. That was it. Oh, headed hard that last couple of weeks. Again, when I when I sort of sat in that car, I can remember it with these individuals and doing it again. Then I started really uh, to say, and I lied to that man, and I went there and sat there and said, "Oh no, I'm still going strong and lying and lying." And again, it was middle of the week. Didn't pitch up for work on a Monday. Whole weekend bender, pitched up there on maybe a Tuesday at ten. Father sitting in his office, and I just and I just walked in there, and I mean the fights, multiple times, hundreds of times. These 
arguments we had. I walk in there and he's just looking at me and he's not even fighting. And he just said, my son, you cannot carry on like this. And I looked at him and I just went, yeah, immediately. His behavior, completely different. Mine, exactly the same. You can't tell me what to do. Storming out there. Bang the door. But whether he, it was premeditated or not, that was it. That was the last. I went, sat at my desk and I broke down. I started crying. Um, that I cannot actually carry on like oh, this. Well. And uh, I need to get help. I need to. How do I do this? Somebody mentioned it. You got a drug problem, you got to go to Rhea. Okay, Rhea. Yellow pages. <laughs> First one. Okay, that's the one. Picked up the phone, but now I'm already. I mean, my, 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 my slick. That one that's been in charge for yeah. 18 years now yeah. is now panicking yeah. because this is now, you know, the real one, the light one, is starting to take control of things. Yeah, dial the number. And uh, hello, so and so, so this is this place. Um, yes, I think I might have a drug problem. <laughs> and this lady, she's been around the block a little bit. She was a classic woman, actually. She's quite a well known person in, 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 in circles around Cape Town. You think or you know? You know what? I'm going to phone you back. And I put the phone down, redialed the number, and said, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now remember, I'm still high because I yeah. had a, a little, uh, uh, I had a, I had a bender, and she says, "You know what? Come on over. This is like ten o'clock in the morning." Yeah. So, coupled with the anxiety and the fear, even there, I realised that this is the end of something. I think I was pretty. The powerlessness, definitely with the hard stuff. I mean, I didn't know what the hell I was getting myself into, but I, I, I knew that there was, and we'll get to this psychotic, it's psychosis, this argument I had with this addictive part of my personality while driving to this treatment center, which was out quite far out, and uh, it was quite a drive. But there was a certain amount of relief the cat's out the bag now. I don't know. I don't know. But there was there was a sense of okay. There's yeah. something. There's something good can come of this. Be open minded. Went uh, went to my flat, dingy, spray painted all over. I mean, because we wrecked this. It was a friend of mine's. So I, I got it, rented it in from very cheap, and it was like a bit of a crack house, um, artistic crack house. But nevertheless, it was. We spray painted the walls and booze bottles everywhere. Anyway, packed a bit of stuff. I just remember it's, it's funny now. I, I took my boombox, but I didn't take jocks. <laughs> <laughs> Drove to this place, walked in there, and now uh, waiting to you know, to do the intake or whatever. And uh, just wandering around, sort of, and there was like, obviously you now, recovery 12 step stuff posted. And I was reading, and I was like, yeah, I was more, I was more, how can I say, enticed than fearful, possibly. Anyway, yeah, and that's the process started there. I surrendered to the program immediately. I, 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 the, the alcohol was a bit of a shocker, you know. First day in, two day detox. Obviously, they tested the yeah. blood and you, woohoo, okay, that's <laughs> quite a level, you know. It's not the most we've seen, but, you know, it's also. Um, 
And, uh, but I was so isolated by that time and suddenly in this treatment center, but something sort of started working there. I can remember about a week in, I sort of had a very restless night, you know, using yeah. dreams, this, that, and the other. And I, I just couldn't fall asleep. And at one stage, I had this sort of, you know, they had these like windows, but it was, it wasn't burglar bars, but they were, they had these self, little self-tapering screws in. And I'm sitting, oh, I can't sleep, I can't sleep. And I'm now to the nurse's station, coffee and back up. I'm lying in bed and I'm looking at these windows. And I'm like, yeah, I'm down to the kitchen, get a, you know, butter knife, could take these little screws, I can be out on the main road, it's about an hour from Cape Town yeah. Centre and I can be and I can use drugs. And I'm like, Jesus, what the hell are you thinking, man? Uh, I chat about it in the group the next day and sort of, and everybody was giggling. Even the council was giggling, hey, you had a craving. Boom, first yeah. light bulb moment. Craving, what's a craving? Before, if I wanted to use, I got exactly, a bloody yeah. car and I went and I used, I walked out my front door, yeah. my phone, somebody there. So yeah, five weeks primary, Two months secondary, six months tertiary. Oh, wow. Did proper. And uh, yeah, that was the beginning of, of my of journey now of, uh, of yeah. a 12-step recovery program. So what's your concept of a higher power today, of God? Has it changed or is it still the, the, the God that speaks to you? No, it's not. It is become more, probably more personalized it's internal my i it is me with my behavior and how that manif how my behavior ma manifests that is my it now is more of a connection okay for instance driving through the tourist cliff pass and it's a heavy rainstorm and looking at a beautiful wall that massive waterfall there yeah. and crying like a baby and you know looking around yeah other cars, luckily it's raining so hard that nobody can see that I'm crying. And then I'm saying, thank you, God. Okay. Thank you, God, that I can feel. Now yeah. it's now it's it's not as profound as was a child where it was a detached yeah. higher power. It would speak in a oh, loud yeah. voice. That's how my how I internalize it. Now it is from what I've learned working a a, a twelve step recovery program it's a lot more action now and just being present and yeah emotion for me is awesome. quite a big uh, indication of it beautiful and it's it's not as how can i say it's I've, I've i've been doing it for a while now i have stepped away a bit of the program my god's always been there but i want to do better so what i have realized now i've been working the program quite hard for a year now that it is a lot of grunt work involved because uh, moving away from the program for about a year and a half two years absolutely nothing um the there was never really a thought of doing drugs again, but the old behaviors started coming oh, back. Okay. The intolerance, the, the 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 aggression, you know, just it, it just all started. And then working the program, and then working it, you know, quite diligently, but not being too able to make this connection with my higher power again. Okay. To a to a, it's just a state of being. That's the connection. When it wasn't, when I when I wasn't yes. really working the programs, it was always still there, but uh, you know it's uh, it's it's the cliche which is then makes it a truth. How free do you want to be? Absolutely. You know, my God is yeah. always my high power has always been there, but it it wasn't. Uh, you know, I wasn't really very free. I was not doing drugs, but a lot yeah. of the old behavior. Now it's 
I really had to work hard now since this year um, and it really took a lot a couple of months by doing the basic doing the basic things again going to meetings again um, sponsor thing I don't have a new sponsor yet and I haven't uh, the step work book is there but having step work groups and doing service yeah. and it, it was I was re-engaging re-engaging re but my ego it was so massive that I that I, I got so impatient where it actually got to a point where I was I felt like I was bashing my head against the wall and I cannot get that it's just a feeling that connected feeling yeah. to God um, and when I actually got to that point and I actually asked help me boom it all just started awesome. falling into place again you know so the harder I held on and when I just trusted yeah. God again and I let go the connection was right there but it did take a lot of hard work yeah. you know the, the, it works. It, it, works if you, it works if you work, work it. it. If, it, if you don't work it, it's not going Absolutely. to work. Absolutely. Peter, on that point, we're going to end the conversation. This was, thank you for sure. taking us through this amazing journey. I <laughs> loved it. Yes. Just, thank you, you so much. You did invite me, but you didn't really get a word in. Eh? You really got me going. I'm, thank you so I'm much. I'm going to, to get the word in at the beginning and end. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll always have the last word absolutely <laughs> awesome thank Please, you so thank much you really so appreciate much. it thank you and good luck with just more growth I think it's absolutely. fucking awesome you go boy thank see ya thank you Ciao. cheers bye wow this was quite intense but I found Peter's journey very entertaining and quite fascinating I hope you enjoyed it too if you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field, or Freddy Counselor, or on Twitter at, at @RensburgFreddy, or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an I-E at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.